start recording? Would that be different? Would that be your suggestion? That's my suggestion. Guys, Done. there's an exclamation point in the first sentence I'm about to say, so I'm really going to try <gasps> to hit the exclamation point. Here we go. Okay, go. Today's episode is brought to you by Kindle. I think I hit it. Great spellers come from great <laughs> readers, and that's why Kindle is the proud presenting sponsor of this Thursday's 2016 Scripps National Spelling Bee. That's today. A single-purpose Kindle e-reader holds thousands of books, ensuring young readers always have a book with them. Features like WordWise support comprehension and vocabulary development, while Kindle Free Time awards achievement badges for reaching reading milestones. To learn more about the ways Kindle inspires a child's emerging love of reading, visit Amazon.com slash Kindle for kids and make sure you pay attention to the Scripps National Spelling Bee presented by Kindle. Tune in. It's on ESPN. If you're hearing this on Thursday, it's on tonight on ESPN for crying out loud. Don't miss it. Well, I'm John Maltz and as a child, I had a problem with spelling. I'm Lex Friedman and benign is spelled B-E-N-I-G-N. I'm John Armstrong. I had all kinds of problems, not just with spelling as a child. Welcome <laughs> to turning this car around. Oh. Turning this car around, though. It's the Spanish yes. language edition of yes. turning this car around. Yes, it is. So I think I, think I mentioned I this previously. I think I mentioned this previously on the show, but uh, I was taught um, a, uh, a horrible hippie experiment mm-hmm. um, in the <laughs> late 60s, early 70s. Uh, called ITA, which mm. was a phonetic alphabet. Oh, that's like spell however the hell you feel like it? No, it wasn't. No, there were rules, but um, like there was a special letter for OO. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, and like a, maybe I think like another letter for TH, you know, like a separate mm. of a specific letter for TH. It was ridiculous. Sounds awful. Um, sounds- so it, it was supposed to be, you know, I mean, it, English is terrible. Let's be clear. English is completely irregular. Um, Nothing makes any sense uh, because it's cobbled together pieces of a dozen different languages. Yeah, Yeah. it's the worst. Yeah, English is really like a a horribly hard language. I think I think they all are actually, but um, English is among the worst. (laughs) Well, the nice thing I like Japanese is very regular. Um, Oh, the um, the written language is very hard, but the spoken language is um, it's it's like Metamucil. It's yes, right. It's the metamucil of languages. <laughs> it's weird for us to learn because it's very different than our language, obviously. Um, but you know, once you learn the rules, they they apply pretty much every, you know throughout. Whereas English, nothing nothing works. <laughs> Everything is a special exception. Okay, so when I was a Mormon missionary, they test you, or they used to, to see if you had language aptitude, which I don't. And they give you this crazy test, and it was like, "Here's some syllables," and then they would try try to have you extrapolate what the symbols would mean if they were repeated in a sentence. Like you had to reconstruct the sentence with this fake language. It was very mm-hmm. strange. I didn't do well at all. Like I don't even understand this. What? I never took any foreign languages until college. I had to to graduate, so I was forced yeah. into foreign language learning. Most most colleges will require that. Yeah. So um, I didn't know that. I w- otherwise, I would have spent my high school years yeah. <laughs> checking out the hot chicks in French class. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you don't. You don't know what we learned about in French class, man. I bet <laughs> Frenching exactly. French fries. Um, God, actually, now I just had. I got a flashback out of French class because I did five years of high school French, and we would go to whoa, the whoa, language. Whoa, whoa, five, five, <laughs> five years. Well, you started. You started in my school. You would do it in eighth. Ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth okay. grades. Okay, gotcha. Um, it's just how they did it. But right. um, 
you know, we were in this language lab, which sounded like really technologically impressive, but even mm. for its era was mm. not at all mm. technologically <laughs> impressive. And so, you know, uh, you'd be wearing the headphones, everybody's in front of their own microphone and they, um, <laughs> much like we are now. Exactly. Mm. And then the teacher's at the main desk and she can plug into anybody's yeah. setup. She pushes. Oh yeah, in. that's right. Yeah. But when she does that, she can also talk to you. So mm-hmm. as soon as she plugged into you, everything changed like the audio quality of what you were hearing totally changed you could hear like the ambient noise of her microphone going live so it's supposed to be like you don't know you have to repeat everything that the french tutor man is saying on the recording so that you can be providing the responses necessary because you never know when the teacher can listen but of course you know what the teacher is listening because it makes a totally different sound when the teacher <laughs> so i'd be like fucking shit blah 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 <laughs> j'ai raté mon train like it was just, <laughs> you, just, you turn that on when you needed it and that's um, i just remember i i forgot all about that until we had this conversation are that's your uh, are your children taking languages as we speak they don't do that until a little later on really like it hadn't, i mean i think they like they do a tiny 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 bit of spanish right now but it's it's nothing it's nothingness hank is taking french um he's in a, like a like a actual french class and it's you know i think at this point point it's like like it doesn't even count like it's just like an elective like for fun kind of thing um because they're not it doesn't seem like they're learning like how to put sentences together and things like that they're just kind of learning repetition like Like, they're doing um they're learning words uh and they're they're but the rest of what they're doing is just repeating um like songs and phrases and things like that because he's, you know, in sixth grade, I don't think that's like a real stringent curriculum yet. Because, like you said, I think it, I think it really doesn't even start till till eighth. Because I remember when I took it in seventh grade, it also didn't like like it didn't count or something. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't speak to any of that, but I think uh, I think Spanish will be the first choice for my girls. I think. Yeah. I could be wrong. There's a sizable Hispanic population in Salt Lake City. Yeah, I mean, so I, think I think in the United States, it's a more useful. Yeah, definitely language. more practical. Although, you know, if you study French, you might get a do a study abroad thing at some point in your life. And I think that nothing there, Lex. No, <laughs> I've studied many abroad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to tee these up for you. Thank you. Uh, I had a question for you, Lex. So you guys have moved into a new home. We have. And you're doing, you have a lot of contractors doing work, or you did. I don't know if that's still the case. It appears but, we still do. Okay. How are the kids doing with that? <laughs> Pertinent to John's life right now. In terms of the fact that work is happening? Well, just, I mean, yeah. So like, like, is it distracting? Are they fascinated by it? Do they hate it? Do they have any feelings at all? They don't care. You know, they just love all the new iPads on the floor in the bathroom. The kids mostly um, don't care. It's mostly limited to the basement. Um, and so the basement, you know, has got the walkout. So they come in and go out on their own. And uh, we don't, I mean, we hear them, but we don't like see most of them on a day to day. So sometimes if it's a, like all the loud stuff is done at this point, but sometimes if there's a lot of loud banging or something, they'll complain for a minute or two. But 
in general, they've been largely not noticing it. Like the biggest thing that was an annoyance for us was we had a couple built-ins that we put in on the first floor of the house and we were just waiting to put in the jackets and the shoes in the mudroom and waiting to put away the books. So there was just stuff out and they were like, when is this going to be done? And we was like, well, when it's done, it's done. <laughs> but overall, <laughs> I think they've been fairly chill about it. They, they always want to every day when somebody's working in the basement, they want to go down at the end of the day so they can see what happened. Like, can we see what happened? Can we see what they did? Can we go look? And so they get excited about that part. They like the change. Mm, okay. I, I, I grew up with my parents renovating pretty much constantly. And so, uh, I thought that's part of my, yeah, yeah, we will. It wasn't as glamorous as it might sound. Um, it was more like, let's rip out the 1930s carpet, even though it's 1972, uh, and it's probably 30 years overdue, uh, and also paint. And also let's just, let's decorate as though this was a modern Rococo vomit Uh festival. And that's my my mom's influence, rest her soul. But swear to God, it was like uh, there was a Liberace-esque like hints in the decorating. So while the renovation was happening, there would be like rooms being done and we would peel off. Like there were six six kids, two two grown-ups. And as each room got plastered and wallpapered, yes, wallpapered, um, and then the like scary glitter ceilings put in, we, you know, like kids would peel off. So this is the girls are going to be in this one. Okay. And then the boys are here. And then, you know, mom and dad's room is finally done. You guys are just the remaining kids are going to sleep in this room. <laughs> and then finally done. Like everyone had their space. And it was funny because by the time it was done, the older kids had started to leave. <laughs> and then they redid some of the other rooms. So it was pretty much my entire life was spent in a hmm. state of planning or executing on renovation. Mm-hmm. And how many kids and, again? Uh, pardon? How many kids again? Six. Six. But uh, my youngest sibling, I think my brother was, my oldest brother was out of the house by the time she was walking or, you know, like she was very young. And I think he went on his Mormon mission in like, I want to say night. Nah, yeah, she would have been like a year old or something like that. So, and then he came back and lived with us for a while and he got married. So, he, we didn't really have six kids in the house for very long. So it wasn't like constant mm-hmm. six kids. Right. But there was yeah, five. That, that I mean, period is is very interesting. I mean, we live in an area where there are a lot of early 1900s homes. And uh, there, when, when we bought our first house in the late 90s, there was a, you know, beginning trend of people going through these houses and and trying to get them back to something more of what they look like because during the 70s a lot of people had gone in and and crapped them up oh yeah and uh, like the the house that we lived in first time our first house um the foyer there was there was a carpet in the foyer and the rest of the first floor well the kitchen was tiled but the rest of the first floor was um hardwood floors so we were like oh let's we gotta rip this carpet up and and get back to the hardwood floors and where we ripped the carpet up and there's there's tortoise shell tile underneath. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Someone had put down on top of the hardwood floors. <laughs> the, uh, nice. Oh my the god. The worst part of any kind of home remodeling situation is that it is totally exhausting. And I don't yes. know about you guys, mm-hmm. but after I've had an exhausting day, mm-hmm. I like to go to sleep in the cool comfort of my sleep number bed. Oh yes, now, you do. I believe, and we'll talk about more about this in a couple of weeks, but I got John and John so excited 
is talking for more than a year about sleep number beds, then now they're each getting a sleep number bed. Isn't that right, gentlemen? Yeah, yeah baby. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it is on. Be prepared to be crushed by my sleep number. Last night. Well, first of all, they just updated the Sleep IQ app, so it's it's even faster and, and slicker than it used to be. Not that it wasn't great before, but it's even better now. But uh, yesterday, I had all-day meetings in Manhattan, so I did a lot of caffeinating, which I knew was going to catch up to me when bedtime hit. But here's the thing. Got in that sleep number bed. I didn't have my greatest score ever. Like I, Last night's Sleep IQ score was, was 86, and usually I'm a 90s kind of guy, mm-hmm. but... Last night, 86, but that's not that bad. It just took a while to fall asleep. That was the big problem. It's not the bed's fault. It's the caffeine's fault. Once I was asleep, I was out, man, like a freaking light. Sleep's important. If you want to make your sleep great, you got to go to a sleep number store, the only place you can find the sleep number bed with Sleep IQ technology. And if you guys aren't following me, the Sleep IQ technology is better than any of those wrist tracker things where you got to push buttons so that it knows you're going to sleep. The bed just knows you're in it. The bed's brilliant. Right now, you can save $500 on their Memorial Day special edition bed with Sleep IQ technology. So you have the knowledge to adjust for your best sleep. My sleep number setting right now, I'm up at 90. I decided to go a little firmer the past couple weeks. My sleep number setting is 90. My sleep IQ score last night was 86. The sleep number bed lets me choose my ideal firmness and change it. And because it adjusts on each side, it's the perfect bed for couples. My wife is currently at an 80. When you had optional sleep IQ technology, it tracks your sleep so you know how to adjust for your best night's sleep. Whether it's adjusting my sleep number setting, cutting back on caffeine, or exercising, exercising more, you know it's working because the sleep IQ inside the bed tells you. Hurry in now and save $500 on a Memorial Day special edition bed with Sleep IQ technology. You'll only find Sleep Number at a Sleep Number store. No better sleep. Find your Sleep Number setting only at any of the 500 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find one near you by going to sleepnumber.com and be sure to tell them, Lex, with turning this car around, sent you. Say, I want the same beds that John and John got because they couldn't stop hearing Lex talk about it. And they're going to hook you up. They're going to hook you up. I cannot wait. Yeah, I know. I cannot. You should have heard my. You should have wait. heard the noise that came out of my wife when I told. Her. <laughs> Honey, we're getting a sleep number bed. Ah! Arriba. I know the ad is technically over, but a couple years ago, I was at CES uh, on a photography assignment. The sleep number folks were there, and they had some crazy tech with kids' beds and stuff. It was crazy, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Like it'll tell you when the kid gets out of bed and all that stuff. It's crazy. Oh and, yeah, um, yeah, right. And um, I was just like, man, I, I think I need this in my life. I think I need it. And then they started to be a sponsor. And every time Lex would read and talk about his awesome sleep numbers, I would be seething in, <laughs> in the podcast closet. Just like, you know. Uh-huh. <sighs> but now. Yeah, right there with you. Now, now it's on, Lex. I'm oh, coming for on. you. I am coming for you. <laughs> Not so much your wife, but just you. I love this pillow talk. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> taking it to the mattress okay okay i'm all glad right. we're all in bed with sleep number okay okay <laughs> ouch uh, so is it uh, is it the last day of school in seattle soon no no you know he like um he has tomorrow off mm-hmm. um, and, and then uh monday off so he's got a 40 weekend coming up which is um awesome very exciting oh uh, mm-hmm. you know all he could do to get through this week um and then uh, we don't get out until the 17th of june that is so wrong yeah that's around when we get out yeah. no no in brooklyn it's uh it's like the 20 something of june oh, horrible a- and my my girls my girls in salt lake city will be out next week at yeah. the end of the week really so, yep and then, but wow. they go back at like august you know 20th or some ridiculousness <laughs> okay so yeah. my kids were yeah, supposed I mean, to have school 
tomorrow, but it got canceled because it was, it was on the calendar as a snow day makeup. And the, the winter was so gentle that they didn't need all the snow days. So right, like, yeah. you know what, just, yeah. just you take that Friday to yourself, but because I'm working and the wife's working and it was, you know, listed as a day of school, we, we, we weren't planning for this. Oh. So they're going to, they're going to go with Lauren to, um, to her work tomorrow. They're going to help Lauren teach class tomorrow. Cause Lauren's school had school. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, that works. They're not going to stay home and podcast with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or help the Every once while workers. Hank makes that suggestion. He's, he says, why don't you go to school and I'll stay home and, and write podcast. or podcast or whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is you do. I'll play Minecraft yeah, right, all day right. and watch television. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Rewatch all of the Netflix shows. You I'll watch. watch arrow and podcast about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's we have pretty all sweet. Our children for what work is. That's I know completely, completely. I was when I was going back to Utah um, and checking into hotels. But when I first came to New York, I would go back every month, and um, I was using hotels as the primary way I would stay before I was doing Airbnb. So I would do hotel, and I'd pick the girls up, and then we would go check in at the hotel. And I was standing there, and I tend to I'd like to dress a little up when I'm doing that kind of thing because I think you get a little better service. That's my own little weirdness. But anyway. I'm up there and I'm talking to the guy and we get to the room and my oldest goes, you're just like a businessman or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, she doesn't see the business side. She just sees me in front of a laptop typing and muttering, Mm -hmm. you know, she doesn't (laughs) see the other side of it, which is the phone calls and the meetings and the pitches and you know, all the stuff. And so, um, I'm like, well, that's what I am as I do business. And then, you know, that's, that's part of what I do. And she just had no concept. None. And so last summer, when they were in New York, I took them to my little co-working space. And they were kind of like, this is cool. But of course, it was the day when like everybody had projects to do. So all my co-workers that have desks were super like, you know, nose to the computer screen, totally working (laughs) like, hey, uh, bye. Anyway, I'm busy. So see you later. Like no, no fun stuff was happening. No one was laughing or talking. It was very... Plus, I think they're a little weirded out by kids. Yeah. (laughs) You know... I didn't take my kids to work on take your kids to work day. And I could have taken them into our office in Manhattan, but, and like there's parts of it that they would have been intrigued by. Like the fact that we have a big podcasting studio there and they could have gone Mm -hmm. in and record a podcast, like with big fancy mics and everything. That'd been fun. But like the majority of my day is, be on the phone or be in meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not interesting. Like if your right. dad's a doctor and you can like watch him cut somebody open, right. that's exciting. <laughs> or if your dad's a lawyer, you can watch him like look impressive in court. That, but like to watch or your cut dad, somebody open. Right. Yes. But to watch your dad hang around and like talk to a bunch of people all day and use acronyms. Like it just, it just felt like they would be totally dis, disenfranchised. No, dis, dis something. They would be discombobulated. I would be dissed. They would be discombobulated, disgusted. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, dull. Yeah, mm. so I didn't. Do I it. I took Hank to you know back when I worked in an office. I took Hank into the office a number of times, and they also they also had like a Halloween thing where the kids go through the uh, office. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So he he'd been in that in that place a number of times, um, and even went up to the Seattle place twice, I think. Um, but that was that was a long time ago now. I mean, I think he probably doesn't even remember any of that. So yeah, all he mm. knows is me being being up in the in the attic. <laughs> We're down here in the basement. <laughs> the weird your, parts of the house. In your secret creative spaces. Yeah. Although he did actually, he was homesick a few weeks ago. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, 
you can be because usually he's like it's like when you're homesick, be in your room, you be reading or right. doing a puzzle, puzzle or something like that. Um, and I said, if you want to be, you know, if you want to do a week, because I think this was after take your when, when was take your kid to work week? I can't remember. Anyway, weeks ago. Uh, eh, yeah, it was longer ago than that. But anyway, so we were like, let's do. We'll do a little take. You know, we'll take you to work. And so he was up in the in the attic with me, um, and he was on his laptop doing like math stuff, um, and I was doing um whatever it is i do I <laughs> <laughs> and he was just hanging but yeah but i mean it was mostly just like hanging out i mean like there wasn't you know like i am writing <laughs> you know mm. I, like there wasn't a lot to explain to him what i was doing <laughs> mm. i am writing about this mm-hmm. so yeah. it, there wasn't I, a lot of interaction there was a time when my uh my sister-in-law i guess was in high school and needed an, an, an internship and so she was using me and I was working from home writing, doing like I was just before macro. So I was doing like product stuff, but I, I ended up just having her write stuff that I could otherwise write. Like, Hey, why don't you write up what features we should add to this website thing or whatever? You know, it was good. So I, I appreciate it. But you know, knowing that, that Hank was there ready and willing to read the things he wrote uh-huh. ties yeah. in really nicely with our other advertiser today. Sure. Mm. Great spellers, John Moltz, come from great readers, which is A, why Hank is so good at reading, and B, why Kindle is the proud presenting sponsor of the 2016 Scripps National Spelling Bay. I should have said why Hank is great at spelling. You get the idea. A Kindle e-reader is a great way to encourage a child's emerging love for reading, especially if they begin to read chapter books independently. The lightweight Kindle e-reader is perfect for young readers. Kids can bring thousands of books with them wherever they go, and you don't have to worry about weighing down their backpack. A single-purpose Kindle e-reader is designed for reading only. It means zero distractions for kids, or frankly, adults. No videos, no games, no apps. That's why I love my Kindle. Kindle also supports comprehension and vocabulary development. Words looked up on Kindle are automatically turned into flashcards for future review and learning. With WordWise, short and simple definitions automatically appear above difficult words to improve comprehension. And with Kindle Free Time, parents can create personalized profiles for kids and give kids access to titles from the parents' collection of books. A progress report keeps parents updated on their child's reading habits. Uh, all three of us have Kindles. I know several of our kids use Kindles. We're big fans. Learn more about the ways Kindle inspires a child's love of reading by visiting amazon.com slash kindle for kids that's amazon.com slash kindle for kids it's the word for make sure to tune into the scripts national spelling bee presented by kindle it's tonight it's thursday 8 p.m on espn have fun editing this in time armstrong but <laughs> watch it i do watch the scripts national spelling bee every year long before i worked for scripts and long before kindle was sponsoring this podcast i love the spelling bee on television love it big fan nice in fact you know what i'm so excited i'm gonna drop off now so i can go watch the spelling bee <laughs> and let you guys handle the rest of the show that i don't think that's what he's doing but okay all right we'll allow it well, you guys, you can talk about, you know, nerdy stuff, but talk about fatherhood too. That's all I'm saying. I got something. Okay. Another thing we can talk about. Yeah. that's what I'm going to talk about. No, well, it's going to be fatherhood. We're going to talk about parenting. Right. I promise, oh, yeah. Lex. Promise. Good luck, guys. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. All right. Um, so I, uh, I have one thing we can talk about. Go. Uh, Hank has been late to school the last few days and, uh, but with a kind of a good reason is that, um, he got contact lenses. Oh, how's it going? Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, so in them it's i would prefer it if he would be able to put them in in the morning but it takes him so much time that we mm-hmm. we just i can't get him up or i mean i have to get him up at like four o'clock in the morning for <laughs> time to get to make it to school as it is with me putting them in it's hard enough to get to oh. school even oh man i can't even imagine time. i think he was actually 
he was technically, I mean, he's technically, you know, he's usually like running in just after the bell rings and they're fine with that. So he hasn't been like, he hasn't had like a tardy, a tardy. Yeah. He hasn't had a tardy, but, um, and today I think he was actually on time. Uh, Oh so, my God. How but, do you um, put in lenses? Like, how do you put in his? I can't not, even imagine. It is not easy. He is a squirmy worm. <laughs> so, it's are they like, soft or hard? They're lenses. soft lenses. Yeah. Okay. And so now they have, and I didn't even realize this, they have daily disposable yeah. um, lenses, which that's is great around, because yeah, it's been around for a while, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I have, I mean, I wear contact lenses, but mine are monthly. Mm. And, uh, but they're his are like, I mean, they're like 80 something cents a day. And I figured he's going to lose a bunch of them. Yeah. And so I'm just going to get, you know, I'm going to get the daily ones because it'll, they'll pay for themselves in the long run. Yep. And he's had a, like, he doesn't, I don't know what it is. If it's like, he won't admit to anything like this, but, um, the teachers, some of his teachers seem to think that there's a girl in a particular class and he doesn't want to wear his glasses. (laughs) Oh my God. That's awesome. So, um, that is awesome. so, he, and he, but he did, he were, he, you know, we were like, okay, but you, you know, before you get contact lenses, because he wanted to get contact lenses before you get contact lenses, you have to, you have to be diligent about wearing your glasses. You got to wear them in, in class. Like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And like, I, you know, outside of class, I mean, whatever, it's up to you if you want to wear them outside of class, but it's, you know, for schooling, it's important that you wear your glasses. So he was really good about it. We were getting reports from the teachers regularly and they were saying, yeah, he's, he's putting them on. He doesn't seem to like it, but he does it. <laughs> um, and so uh, he was, I was picking him up uh, two weeks ago and he, he comes out of the school and his teacher comes with him. And I'm thinking, oh, what's, <laughs> what's this about? And she comes up to the car and, and she's like, she hand, she's like, uh, little problem, not his <laughs> fault, but, um, you know, he, he was putting on his glasses last period. And, you know, I was, he said that there was some stuff on him. So I was helping him clean them. And I, you know, wiped them down a little bit and handed them back to him. And he was just trying to clean it a little bit more. And they just snapped right in the middle. Oh, no. So, yeah, so it's like it wasn't anything that he did. It's just like he was just trying to clean him. He wasn't like bending him or anything, and they just broke. So um, we uh, we went to we got him from Costco, and so we went to Costco, mm. and they were like, "Okay, well, we can." This seems like since it seems like it was not um, deliberate or anything, we can replace them for free. Um, and I was like, "Well, you know, while we're here, why don't we do the contact lenses? <laughs> yeah, because I yeah. feel like they're going to work for better for him anyway, right? And then right. if he just has them in, it's like." Something you nobody has to worry about anymore, right? So, yep. um, we we he you know they have a little training class that he has to go through, which is like you know forty five minutes to an hour or something like that, and so he can get them in and out. He can definitely get them out, um, but he still has he's got, it's really hard for him to get them in. It takes him a lot of time. So, so I put them in, which is oh my god, not that easy, but I can I still do it even. faster than he can do it. I can't even, especially with soft lenses. Like, yeah. Oh my god. I I just was. I just remembered this as you were talking. I was, I think, fourteen when I got contacts, and I wish I would have done it sooner. Yeah. But um, I because of my eye situation, I got uh, RGP rigid gas permeable lenses mm-hmm. or That's what I hard initially. hard lenses, right? Yeah. And um, those are a little more. I mean, they don't flop around like they're just there and you got to stick them in but uh that adjustment period is pretty crazy and i did yeah. it in the, i did it in the well, summer it's harder it's much harder with those with hard oh lessons. yeah and oh. so i did it in the summertime and so that that i was there was no stress to get out the door or you know mm-hmm. get somewhere 
because I was doing it in the middle of summer and I could do it at any yeah. time of the day. I could, like, I'm going to start my two hour, you know, time right now. And then it was like four hours and whatever. Like, you gradually build up. And those first few days were the weirdest. Yeah. With the circles. I did, I just couldn't, I never, I never got, I have never had a good experience with hard lenses. Um, they were just terrible. I would get build up on them and they would just like, they stick to my eyelid. And so Ugh. every time I would blink, they'd be moving around and stuff. So I was, I was very happy to get, I mean, and even been back then you, when you got soft lenses, they gave you a pair of soft lenses and you were supposed to like mm -hmm. boil them. And like, <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. The Crazy amount of yep. things that you had to do. And now it's just like, I don't know, you just throw them out. Toss them. Well, yeah. my girls are, I think, uh, my oldest, I think is, I don't know, I think she likes having glasses. But, really? yeah. The, but I'm, I was, I could not wait to be able to wear sunglasses because mm -hmm. sunglasses were cool. Glasses were not cool. Yeah. No, and, I mean, glad for, I guess maybe it's much, it's, I don't know if it's worse for guys than the girls. I mean, it doesn't seem like it would be, but, um, I did, yeah, I did not want to wear them at all. So. I think I think it, in when I was coming up, that was worse. A lot of name yeah. calling, a lot of like mm -hmm. you know, you were regarded as weaker. The yeah. Lord of the Flies, yeah, right. You know, right. rules. <laughs> Everyone's calling you piggy. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they kill you. Yeah, I'm dead actually. <laughs> um, so, so they're working well for him. He's yeah. So I mean, it's only been it's only been a few days. It's only been this this week. So this is the fourth day. Um, actually, you know what? That's the third because the first day he did not want to wear them for some reason. Just like um, I can't do it. He yeah, he out. wasn't just wasn't ready. But the second day he was like, "Yep, put him, let's put him in." Um, You're a good yeah. dad to do that. <laughs> My parents well, like they wouldn't. It touch just it. like I said, it just seemed like you know the teachers are like having to be on him all the time, and he's stressed out about it. Like he doesn't want to wear the, yeah. the glasses. So I was like, "It's just going to be, it's going to be better for everybody." So. It's funny what being in like with someone else, like like uh, <laughs> thinking that you you like this person and you want them to like you, mm -hmm. what that will do to motivate changes in yeah. a person's life. <laughs> um, yeah, and I when we went over the holidays, we went to this Japanese restaurant here in um, in Manhattan with the kids, and it was one of those like you cook your own meat. It was so it wasn't like a Korean barbecue necessarily. It was more, maybe, yeah, it was more Japanese-y, like a hibachi restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, they had duck that you could order, oh. and it was cheap. Oh, it wasn't man. like a million dollars. It was like the same price as, you know, beef or whatever. God, I love, I love and My that. girls went to town on the beef, but um, a couple of the other girls tried duck and uh, seafood, I think. And my, my kids would not do the seafood at all. <laughs> no way. But... Duck. They tried duck, and there was yeah. a pure thing happening. There was like a competition oh, yeah, between yeah, the other right. two girls, okay. and so they're like, like yep. unspoken, completely unspoken. Mm -hmm. Just, I'm going to try this, and the other kid was like, uh, "Well, then I'm going to try it too," <laughs> because she wanted to be perceived <laughs> as being cool, sure, by the older by the older kids. So, right. Anyway, it was uh, it was funny to watch that happen, and I got thinking about it, and I remember I used to hate cooked carrots forever. Part of that was because of how my mom would do it. She would like boil them to a, like they were pretty much just like a fall apart paste. Bush. Yep. And uh, I that that goes hand in hand with the style the seventies like yeah carpets. like <laughs> boil the shit out of it and just <laughs> get it to nothing basically. Uh, 
and but I was in college, and I remember I was super into this uh, Canadian uh, woman, and she was older, mysterious, and she was like, "Here, um, I've Canada. got this." Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. There's that too. She's very nice, and um, she made this meal for us, which was awesome. Like that was the first time that it happened for me in my dating life, and to you know have someone cook for me or me want to cook for them. But she made this thing and had carrots in it. And I'm like, oh. and we were still pretty new. So she didn't know that I didn't like cooked carrots. And yeah. I ate those suckers. I got them down. And <laughs> after that, I was like, you know what? You're going to be okay, buddy. You can do cooked carrots. But it was, I did not want to let her down. Did yeah. not want yeah. mm. to. I used to, like, I used to get nervous. Um, I mean, it's a good thing I'm married now. I don't have to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> like on dates, like first, particularly like first dates, and and just like I would um, have trouble eating a lot of times. Um, and and then one instance, I remember like I, I the first time I had dinner with a girlfriend's parents. Oh. It was just like I can't. I, I mean, it was at their house, and they served. And it's like the other thing was like it was manicotti, mm. which I've ne- I've never really been much of a fan of. And mm-hmm. I was I just. I can't. <laughs> Can't even, <laughs> and then you look like a jerk, right? right. <laughs> like like right. I'm not eating this crap. This is gross. Um, I, I was thinking about that part of life. Like my my oldest is headed in that direction. She's got a guy that she's got a crush on, mm-hmm. and has had for some time. And on my last trip to Utah, I found out that he lives pretty close to where her mother lives, and so we kind of did a slow drive by. And it was just, and like anytime I, I bring his that, name yeah. up or anything, like she just gets so like, ah, like she freaks. It's so awesome. And there's a part, there's like this weird switch inside of me that has been flipped to now I want to do it all the time. I drive by the house, like slow down, you know, maybe roll down the windows and call out, oh ask for directions. You know, so I don't know, something. And um, it's, I never, I wasn't the dad that was like pulling practical jokes on the kids or, um, you know, like over, like teasing them too much, like uh-huh. like over teasing was never a thing, and so now now it's on though, and I think it's part <laughs> of the approaching teen years that that's gonna be a thing. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, but it's just been funny to watch, like the whole thing, like the she's had crushes before, but they've been really cute and playful. This is like she really likes this kid, and um, and it's funny because um, they're. Most of the kids in her uh, grade are going to go, they're all going to go to the same junior high, except for he's going to an advanced program at a different school. Uh oh. So, trouble. Oh, heartbreak. Trouble in paradise. Yeah. Trouble in paradise, indeed. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, he's he's got like, there's, I mean, so there's this girl that he seems, that he apparently seems to like, but, you know, he won't, he of course won't tell us anything about it. No, no, so. no, no, no. It took forever for her nothing. to get, it, like, to tell me. So I'm mm-hmm. imagining like the same, like, do not tell the parents. They cannot know. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he doesn't tell us anything about anything else anyway. So it's not like, it's not like it's just this one thing. <laughs> do you think that's a bad thing? I, 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 you know, like, didn't you kind of keep some stuff from your parents? Oh yeah. Oh my God. I mean, right? you did, yeah. They, I mean, m- m- particularly a little bit later. <laughs> mm-hmm. As more things, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, late junior high school and Mm -hmm. high school, there, yeah. I mean, like, there was a lot, but you know, I would talk about other kids and things. I mean, things going on and stuff like that. And he just he doesn't like he doesn't want to talk about. I mean, every once in a while he'll tell me, 
Um, like if something crazy happens, like some kid loses it or something, <laughs> like, wow, this kid was one kid in class today. Oh my god! I, I <laughs> they always, had to lay it, They had to call the assistant principal in. <laughs> that there's something that happened. I think when so my next oldest sibling is like six years older than me, almost seven years older, and um, he went to middle school and he would come back with these started talking stories at the dinner table, and I remember being super jealous because I wanted those same stories. I wanted to have stories to tell. And mm-hmm. when I got to middle school, I started doing that. I started sharing my stories because it was like, you know, third period, whatever happened. And um, I just remember there was like a line that I could go up to with the stories. And there was an, a line I would not cross in terms of what happened. Oh, so yeah. like if someone got major busted, you know, unless it was like, I'm going to prove to my parents that I'm a, a you know upstanding young man, I'm going to tell that part of the story but mm-hmm. i'm not going to tell my parents about sneaking off with uh one of the more advanced boy scouts and uh smoking marble reds after <laughs> scout meeting <laughs> not going to share that with the folks no uh, particularly not. the very mormon yeah. parents yeah so. it was i mean my brothers and i were pretty I mean, I would think, I think we're kind of, we were kind of tight, you know, like we, mm-hmm. you know, we argued, we argued and, you know, I particularly fought with the, my, the middle <laughs> brother, the one who right above me. But, um, but when it came down to it, like we would, we would form ranks against my parents. Yes. Like we, you know, like if something happened, um, we yep. would be, you know, we it, team cover up, t- cover up would go into, yeah. go yeah. into effect. Like, um, and, uh, the protocol would be followed. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Invoke the protocol. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of feel bad that he's not going to have that particularly. Yeah, I mean, he gets it, he gets it a little bit. Like, I mean, I can tell when he hangs out with his buddy, you know, with, with this, this kid that he's known for years, um, who, you know, they both antagonize each other, but at the same time, they like to be conspiratorial together. Yes. Yes. Um, but it's not quite, you know, I mean, at least at this point, it hasn't been. It's more that's more like pranky than mm-hmm. than like real like uh, life events. Mm-hmm. So, like, like we broke something, but none of us is going to cop to it. Because yeah, we were or all we, involved you know, or whatever. Or like, yeah, or whatever. like you know, he's got a um in his closet. He's Karen put this whiteboard um, paint on the wall, and he's got some uh, dry erase markers in there, so oh, you, nice. know, you can draw draw stuff on the wall. I mean, like like they'll go up there and like you know they'll write a bad word. Something, you know, and then they'll come mm-hmm. down and be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Shit!" <laughs> like, what's yeah, yeah? Like, what's going on, guys? Nothing. <laughs> nudge, nudge. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> and then you find, you know, like two days later, you go into the closet, and yeah, it's like, <laughs> "Fuck balls." <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I, I started talking about uh, renovations. Because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do, let's I've do been having because <laughs> because uh, I understand you've had some issues when you so when you know that you are going to there's a part of your house you're going to redo at some point you've made the decision that this is going to happen we know we have to mm-hmm. solve this issue whatever it is like we need a new back step or porch or whatever driveway has to be redone yeah bathroom whatever well we we need almost all of those yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you kind of when you buy a house, that's kind of it's just a rotating right. thing, it's right? Like, well, the, the next other. up is going to be this one, unless mm-hmm. there's a huge emergency, then it's whatever. So, right. so we knew that the fridge, uh, which was a nice fridge in terms of like it was a sub zero, nice. 
it was, you know, some speaking in the past tense because the fridge uh-huh. died. Yep. Um, and so we went through the effort to go, you know, buy a new one. And oh, it's fifteen dollars to have him take your old fridge. Sweet. <laughs> and they're like, uh, is it built in? I'm like, yeah, but I can pull it out. I'll get it out from the wall. Okay, then we can take it. Great. Done. Burp. Two days later, new fridge shows up. We can't take that fridge. We cannot take that fridge. So uh, there's phone calls, and there's me getting increasingly angry. Uh-huh. And then my, my girlfriend's involved, and she's also angry. And then uh, we realize that um, in order to get that fridge out, I have to chip, I have to break it out, basically. So yep. in our kitchen, we had these like one-inch patio tiles that are terracotta, 12-inch squares. Very, very thick. And I think they're like an outdoor tile because they're so thick. So I am with a screwdriver and hammer. I don't have any of my normal tools because they're all still in Utah storage. So I am chipping away with this like pink hammer, this girl hammer. I hate to do that, but that's how they marketed it. And I'm like chipping away with like a regular, just normal blade screwdriver. And I break out and suddenly like I realize they have mortared the fridge into the wall. Like you can't even slide it because it's been, and because of the tile depth, they tiled it in. There's no tile under the fridge. So it's now an inch below the floor. So in order to get it out of its, because it's a built-in, I and it wasn't a built into a cabinet, it was built into a wall, I had to chip out another row, a half row, and then another full row of tiles to be able to slide it out. Once I got it out, sure. the line... I had to goes, remove the entire kitchen in order to get it Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is going to go on forever, but the line that goes to the ice maker was this rubber line, and it was stretched taut. Um, because they didn't allow for the fridge to move ever. And there was no, no turnoff valve for that line under the sink. So in order to disconnect the freezer, we had to have a valve installed. And I ended up going to this plumbing store. So the, that's the other thing. So I'm in New York. And the, the, when you do things in New York, it's just not easy. It, it, everything takes longer. There's always a reason they, somebody can't do it or... If they can do it, they'll come and they'll be like, ah, I can't do it now. Suddenly this other thing happened. So it's going to be another four days or whatever it is. Like there's going to be delays and, you know, headaches. Worse than I think uh, if you lived in a suburban area or a less, I don't know. There's just something about New York. It's just hard to do things. Anyway. Yeah. So I find the hardware store <laughs> that's got, I went to three hardware stores, <clears throat> including a couple of chain stores. And I found this valve, and I have to tell you right now, this little thing was a lifesaver. So it's this plastic, like it's meant for a water line that's flexible tubing. Stuck that thing on there, literally like a five-minute job. No tape needed, nothing. You just scrunch the two ends in, done. But that took a day and a half to find the store, to find the valve. So this fridge was sitting tilted against the wall because it couldn't sit flat because of the tile. It was just a mess. Finally... Two days ago, the fridge was removed. But we, 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 what we've been using is that we've had the new fridge plugged in like in our front hallway. <laughs> so we have a f- refrigerator, but there's no water line hooked to it. Of course. And right. to get everything... Oh, the, uh, here's, and this we found this out yesterday getting bids. The opening is a quarter of an inch too narrow for the building codes. 
So the built-in box where the fridge has to go, not only do we have to tile it, because we can't do what was there before. It has to be tiled. So we have to find replacement tiles. We have to rebuild the box that the fridge goes in. And um, also a, a new copper line has to be run to the fridge. Sure. Uh-huh. Right. So yep. the, the fridge that was like was going to cost $1,500 to fix, so we bought a new fridge for you know mid-2000s. <clears throat> yeah. It's going to mm-hmm. cost another $1,600. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's like our basement problem. You know, I mean, we had a, we had a finished half of our <sighs> basement, um, which uh, we used frequently to watch TV. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a TV room. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't even remember how we know. Oh, we just noticed that the, that the carpet was wet. Oh, no. Um, and so, oh, geez, looks like, you know, looks like we got a leaky wall. And because you know, when it rains real heavy, the carpet's wet. Uh, so so they, you know they come in and they're like oh we gotta tear the hole you know like all the drywall out um, get oh, down no. to the studs so we can so we can find the cracks in the wall in. and so they they do this and you know so some so someone like a demo you know like a, a contractor has to come in and tear the wall out so then the the wall people can come in and seal the wall up <laughs> so the wall people come in and seal the wall up and we're like okay and then like and then it rains real heavy and the, the floor is all wet Oh no! <laughs> like, With new um, drywall. Ugh. Um, hello. No, no, they hadn't. They hadn't put it back in yet. They uh, well, they hadn't put it back in yet. So then, <laughs> so they come back and they're like, "Well, we sealed some cracks. We must not have sealed the right cracks. So oh, we'll God. seal some more for an additional fee." <laughs> so they they seal more, and uh, and then we're like, "Okay, it seems to be. You know, it rains a little bit. It seems to be doing okay." And we have the uh, we have them put the wall back in. And then, um, the 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 refrigerator in the kitchen is right above the oh, closet no. in the finished part of the the basement. Oh, no. oh, and no. and I come down and it's just like the ceiling is wet. Oh no! I'm like, what the hell? And oh, we no. turns out the 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 water line the ho- mm-hmm. there was a, it was just a hose to the you know the ice maker in the refrigerator mm-hmm. had been nicked, and it was just like draining water all over. Oh. It was still providing enough to make to make ice. But just mm-hmm. also dripping, drip, 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 drip. So they got to come down and they got to they tear <laughs> tear everything out again because it's all just sopped. It's just completely damaged. Oh and so right now God. it's basically it's basically sitting in that. I mean, it's been sitting like this for months. I mean, just like um, can't the, even. The, the ceiling torn out of the the basement. Um, oh God, the walls mostly refinished, but not not done. The bathroom still ripped to pieces. Um, so our our summer that's our summer project is to basement to see if we can get the basement bathroom fixed because because our upstairs bathroom our other bathroom um with a shower is um you know like the drywall in there was so there used to be wallpaper in there and i mean this is yeah, we can go on with these conversations forever and it's probably uh-huh, boring uh-huh. people who have that, their it's own a, like people a are probably thing. shouting their own problems at us right now oh yeah um yeah. There used to be wallpaper, and we took the wallpaper out because we hate, hated the wallpaper. But the problem is that there's not enough tile sticking out far enough from the shower. So w- the drywall which is, was just starting to get wet. And so the drywall soaked through. And so <laughs> the wall turns out the wallpaper was actually protecting the drywall. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we got to do something about the, the upstairs bathroom, too. And it's also just like... We painted it when we moved in, and it, you know we did a lot of things in a in a rush because um, we were you know we moved in in the summer of two thousand 
2004 and we knew we were getting Hank in the oh yeah in January of 2005 so yeah we were just like scrambling to get gotta to move get things, yeah to get things done um one of the things that I discovered as I was putting in that valve for the freezer line was that one of the pipes uh they were uh brass the our sink pipes are brass the drains and one of them was dripping so the building will handle that. They 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 came and I had to go buy a pipe and luckily I'd found the plumbing store where I knew I could run quickly, you know, ish and get uh, get a replacement. So he shows me when he gets it fixed what it's what it looked like and it was like it was eaten through a metal pipe completely eaten through and I'm I'm guessing that sucker was probably fifty years old. I mean, mm-hmm. how long does it take to eat through a metal pipe, a brass pipe? I don't know. Like a while. <laughs> you know, like not a couple of weeks, like that's years yeah. and years and years, right? Yeah. But fortunately, we had a bucket with all the cleaning crap in it. And when I opened the door to put the valve in, the bucket, all the stuff was floating in this bucket. And it was like right <laughs> near the top. And there was a rag in there. Oh, it was disgusting. It was so gross. <laughs> okay. So that, that, there was that that added to everything. The other, there are two other things I want to talk about. The, the other one is, you know how refrigerators have a drain pan, like an overflow water drain pan mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be able to pull out from time to time and empty. Well, the Sub-Zero had a stamp that said it was manufactured in 1989. And God knows when the last time that tray was emptied. But that tile had been there for at least 12 years because it was there when my girlfriend moved in. So mm-hmm. that had not been emptied. And it wasn't <laughs> overflowy, but the material that was in the drop pan, I I couldn't like I was so freaked out by the w- what it looked like that I like you know, I dumped it out, rinsed it down, and I think part of that that was before I knew there was a leaky pipe. And I'm yeah. guessing that um, whatever was in there, that was the final straw for the pipe. The crazy bacteria that had been growing for 14 years or however mm-hmm. long mm-hmm. just ate the rest of the pipe away because it was so gnarly. I right. bleached the hell out of that thing too. I like sprayed it with um, it's basically bleach its own cleaner. Life. It's own life form and, it, it, and it's, very, it's very angry. Yeah. It, oh, oh. And it smelled mm-hmm. horrible too. <laughs> So there's that. So that's that was part of the whole thing. And then the, the final thing was, my girlfriend was like, I hate this floor. I've always hated it. Let's get a bid on what it would take to redo everything. So brand new floor, fridge box fix, water line and everything, the whole deal. And so, so we were looking at this and she was like, this fridge is going to cost us like $10,000 when we're done. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, but we'll have a nice floor. But we decided not to do that because the one of the contractors... <laughs> nicely and wisely said you don't want to do that you want to put the floor in you're going to have for the next 20 years or whatever 10 years at least because and so when you do that you want to move the cabinets away you want to do it all right so the countertops the whole thing you know if you're going to do a new kitchen do the floor then and you put the floor down after you do your wall prep and everything else you put the floor down put the cabinets in appliances back in boom you know done and I'm so glad he said that because that saved us a lot of money. So a new fridge, John. It's just a, yeah. In the meanwhile, uh, they can't find matching tiles. Of course, they never will. I know that. No. Believe no, me, I know. I'd have to right. like be a really good scrounger to find 
the you know 12 tiles I need. Otherwise, I just do it myself. Yeah, and I never know if that's just like if that's fashion or if that's just um, like part of the. I guess it's a little bit of both, right? It's fashion and also just making sure that you know your people aren't just buying replacement tiles; they're buying all new tiles. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's like the planned obsolescence, right? Yeah, yeah. It's and the same I, with like plates and things. You know, yes. like you can you can never find the the same yeah. pattern of plates, and so you go, oh, yeah, like you know. And even if you buy white plates, mm-hmm. they're, they're not the same. They they got a different bend to yeah, them. Yeah, they're slightly or, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have that right now. I mean, we're, I think we're we're at the point now where we're just we're going to have eclectic mm-hmm. plates and stuff. I mean, yeah. we I think and I think Karen kind of likes that anyway because it's just you know that's kind of cool. But but also we're just like you know screw you. <laughs> yeah, every plate we have is going to be different. My mom did that. Um, I when I was a junior in high school, I got my first like you know job that wasn't my mom's business, and they were a floral shop but they also had a bridal registry and they they decided they weren't going to do that anymore when the new owners came in the new owners bought it and they were like okay we got all this crap all these place settings and some of them were really nice you know like high end and they my mom scored she like paid a few hundred bucks and got all this stuff and my my sisters have divvied it up now but there's a ton of like lennox and oneida like really nice uh, and even high mikasa whatever all the higher end that are that aren't like you know Waverly or whatever the crazy you know insane mm-hmm. brands are that you get at like you know Neiman Marcus or whatever. I don't even know where do you go now to get fancy dishes. Does anyone do that even? Like, I, know, yeah, not as much. I mean, I'm sure some Macy's. People do, I don't but know. Bloomingdale's. It's not like, yeah, I mean that's where I think we went to Macy's. So anyway, but that the was, eclectic plate that was thing. Twenty years ago. Yeah, and the eclectic plate thing. Thumbs up for me. That's all I'm saying. Thumbs yeah. way up. Okay, John. Uh, we ha- we don't really have a funny ending for the show, do we? Not yet. Uh, <laughs> well, so I'm still without the built-in fridge, um, and it's looking like I don't even know. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know. I'm going to Utah next week, and I'm I'm hopeful that uh, before I leave, it'll be done. But I doubt it. I highly yeah. doubt it. Well, um, you can live through this. <laughs> <laughs> I can live through it. Oh, the reason the whole reason I, I brought this right. The whole reason I brought this whole story up was how freaked out my girlfriend's kids were oh, by really? me chipping tile and like making noise and like they were freaked out. Huh. And I, I'm just like, I'm just gonna take care of this, like you know. Yeah. And Hank, they just, were, Hank used to love that. I think and, and he would be fascinated yeah. by like workmen here. Like if there was a workman here, like he would just be like standing there staring at him the whole time while he was doing it. <laughs> but that was when he was that was when he was little, you know, like when like power tools were like, oh my god, <sighs> that guy has a drill. <sighs> Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, that, that's. And now he's like, he's just like, I'm going to my room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, do you do any DIY with him? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of like what we've done recently but um but i'll be like hey i'm gonna destroy this or whatever and be like oh yeah okay (laughs) if it's destruction he's in particularly particularly if it's destruction he used to when he was a little kid he would like to (laughs) karen would say he wants to help you and i'm like oh no Uh, (laughs) uh, it's gonna take five times as long (laughs) but there wasn't there kind of a pride like okay let's do this like sure yeah but still, you of want course. to get it done. I probably of course, but you know, but I'm terrible. 
done. <laughs> so the, uh, the one thing he's like, he had there's there was this playhouse in the backyard that was here when we moved in, mm-hmm. um, which is just like you know it's like a little playhouse with a. I mean, I, they built it themselves, and so there's a there's a sandbox underneath, little oh, yeah. playhouse up top, and then like a plastic slide and um, swings between the playhouse and the garage. Yeah, um, and it's it's not you know it's not great um and like <laughs> it, it, and now it's even worse it was never it was never great and now it's worse and and he's you know he's 12 now and so he's like he's like i don't you know i don't need this anymore Over and it. he doesn't he doesn't need any it, it anymore um so uh I, one of the projects we might do this summer is destroy that because he's he is very interested in that um nice we like we still have the trampoline in the yard we still have the tetherball um so He's, I mean, I think he's still. I'm not sure about the tetherball. He still likes the trampoline, but I'm not sure about the tetherball thing. I think he might be over tetherball, mm. which is uh, that is that is a that is a great passing of a passion because yeah. tetherball was his tetherball, his, his great his great love at one time. My my dad, I don't know how he did it or where he got the tire or the concrete, but he had an old tire mm-hmm. that somebody came and put concrete in it, and they made the tetherball yeah. pole yeah and we had mm-hmm. to wheel it around to mow the lawn like we'd we'd move it around so the dead spot would yeah roll ours is just like, fixed in the ground i mean ours oh, is just stuck in a bunch of concrete in the ground but tell me you did not like there was something about hitting that sucker and just wrapping it really tightly oh, yeah, sure. and just boom yeah, yeah. and like being yeah. terrified that your older sibling was going to hit it so hard that, that the, the rope would break <laughs> and you'd be like scarred for life like you'd lose a limb <laughs> You got hit in the head real bad one time. <laughs> I mean, like, from you? I, well, I think it was from me, actually. <laughs> just like, <laughs> bam, right in the side of the head. Just like it swung around and just clocked him. <sighs> um, never, a, I mean, never like right in the face, like never like a bloody nose, I don't think. But um, he really got whacked that time. And, I, you know, and I'm sure he had been hit other, he got hit other times too. But uh, mm. <laughs> that was particularly that. painful. <laughs> yeah. Delivered by dad with love. <laughs> <laughs>